Hi everyone, I'm back. Um, quite a few posts recently about um, conversion costs and how much it costs to convert a house, normal house, into a HMO. And I think this is going to be very subjective. So the first thing I'm going to say is don't shoot me. I'm going to tell you what we pay right now in the current market. We're developing right now. We're converting right now. I'm going to tell you what we pay now. Our prices are based on prices in the Midlands where we are. We do have our own building team, um, but some of the prices are going to fluctuate and they're going to be very, very different perhaps than where you are. But I'm going to tell you what we do, how much we pay. That will give you a really good idea on what you need to budget for your HMO conversion. There's going to be people in the room, uh, in the room, in the group and on the feed that will have very different figures than me. All I can tell you is what we're paying right now. So first of all, we have a if we need to cost the, the price of a project very quickly, so if we're going out and we're going to view a project and we've got the EPC in front of us, then we can very quickly get a conversion price. Um, it's not going to be that far away. It's not going to be completely accurate, 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 um, but it's not going to be that far away. So how do we do that? On your EPC, so always get hold of the EPC. If you can't find the EPC, go onto the EPC register and in the top right hand side corner of the EPC register, you'll find the square meter of the property, the property size. Now, depending on the, the spec, depending on how high level you want to go with the property will depend on how much it's going to cost. Now we use for a back to brick conversion, 350 to 450 pound a square meter to convert the property from a small three-bedroom house into a five-bedroom HMO. That's what we use. Now, it's not very often we're far wrong from that, folks. We are very, you know, usually we are quite within five, maybe £6,000. So that's based on my own experience. But what I'm going to do now is break the figures down individually for you. Okay, now we have workbooks that we give to our students. Okay, this isn't a pitch. But what we do in here is we give our breakdown on how much it costs us for every single item that we need for um, for changing the HMO, all right? So what do we do? How much does it cost? Let me find it first, okay. So, where is it? It's not in that one. <laughs> Bear with me a second. It's not in that one either. I'm gonna go through the workbooks until I find it. Just bear with me a second, folks, sorry. I should have uh, checked this, shouldn't I? Refurbishment costs, okay, here we go, right. I'm gonna break this down, okay? I'm gonna tell you exactly what we pay right now, right? So this is the book that we give our students that they get to take home. So this is a bit of an insight, all right? So first of all, we use between 350 to 450 pound a meter square, all right? That's really good rule of thumb to be able to go in and stack your deals quite quickly. Now for new building work, and when I say new building work, I mean extensions. So if we're gonna do something out the back or a wrap around, we're looking at about 1,300 pounds a meter square, all right? That's what we're paying at the moment, okay? That's all I can say is what we're doing. Right, so if you've got a pen, write this down. Windows, 
If you're looking for windows, now these are just UPVC windows, nothing fancy, bog standard, trickle vent in the top. Really important to get trickle vents in, so that way that your windows won't get the condensation and you won't get black mould running down them. So we pay between £300 and £500 per window, depending on the size of course. But just for a normal size window, we'd be looking at about £300. This is fitted. Fire doors. Fire doors fitted with closers. We are looking at £150 a door fitted with your insumescent strip and your door closer. The door only, and we go for the six panel doors, so they look nicer, they don't look as institutionalised. The door only is £60 to buy only. Um, ensuite bathrooms. So if we install an ensuite bathroom, this is going to be largely dependent on where your soil stack is, whether you need a Saniflow unit, how big you want the bathroom, etc. But we pay anything from 1,500 to 2,500 per ensuite bathroom. Again, very dependent on the size and very dependent on where your soil stack is. Stud walling. So we are looking at about 350 pounds per wall for stud walling. We are paying 14 pound a meter at the moment for plastering. Building extensions, as I mentioned before, about £1,300 to £1,500 a square metre, depending on what we need to put in there, depending on the footings, etc. Loft conversion. So this is for a full loft conversion. So something that we would go up, we would have to strengthen the ceiling, strengthen the floors, put a dormer in, make sure it's done compliant to building regs. We can pay around £30,000 to £35,000 per loft conversion okay give some comments by the way folks what are you paying at the moment cellar conversions now if we need a full tank in the cellar and, and if we need to dig the floor down we need to make it compliant to building regs we need a fire escape window we're looking at about fifteen thousand pounds for a cellar conversion um, for a good one with the um, the membrane system in there and the pump and obviously the the stud walling the tanking and a dig down um, if we need to dig down Integral garage conversion. So um, a garage that's already connected to the property, we'd convert under permitted development. Now we were paying about seven thousand, seven and a half thousand pound going back four or five years ago. That's gone up a little bit now. So now it's actually costing us about ten thousand pounds. Now largely because uh, materials have got more expensive, builders are, are busier, and you know we need to make sure that we get a good quality job. So we're paying about ten thousand pounds for an integral garage conversion. Grade A fire alarm system. Now the grade A system is the one with the panel. Um, that's the one with the, the square box. So for a, a five bedroom HMO, we're looking about 2,000 pounds plus VAT or thereabouts for a grade A system, and that would be fitted. A grade D system, that's the system that's interlinked, you know, the one where you press the button and it goes beep, 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 beep. That's a grade D system. We're looking at about this is a difficult one really because it depends who fits them. Anything from £60 to £90 per point. Okay, That's what we're paying at the moment. That's fitted um, and completely installed. Um, a full rewire. So if you're going to go back to brick, a full rewire for a five bedroom property, including a grade A system and including um, emergency lighting, we will be looking at about £5,000 um, plus VAT. Painting and decorating for a five bedroom HMO, and this includes all gloss work, um, feature walls, and uh, painting every single room. We are looking at about £3,000 currently. This is what we're paying. 
Fitted kitchens, now this will be really largely dependent on where you go and who does them for you. So fitted kitchens currently, we're paying about three and a half grand. That's for your magnet kitchen, the nice white gloss one, um, about three and a half thousand. Like I say, folks, this is very subjective. So don't shoot me, you know, this is what we're paying currently. Carpets, so to carpet a five bedroom property, top to toe, we're looking at about two and a half to 3,000, obviously dependent on your underlay and dependent on the, um, the type of carpet that you're using. How are we doing, folks? Are you still with me? Um, bedroom furniture, okay. If you're gonna purchase bedroom furniture, currently we are looking at about, £500 a room for furniture for a HMO. About £500 a room. Um, that's just bedrooms, by the way, okay? So that's including VAT, by the way. Um, and lounge furniture, probably about £530 for the lounge furniture. Um, that'll include a couple of couches, coffee tables, etc. Now, televisions. Um, the big question is, do we provide televisions? Well, we provide TVs in our communal areas. We don't provide TVs from, hello Alex, sneaking in from Sardinia. <laughs> morning Stefano, uh, morning Tina. Uh, we don't provide TVs in our bedrooms because we don't want to force the, um, the TV license onto the tenant because if you're gonna provide a TV in their bedroom, they're gonna have to have a TV license and then so the story goes. So we do provide the TV in the communal area and we do pay the TV license. Hi Ian. Um, bedroom furniture, what does that include? Good question, I'll come back to that. So we provide a television. We don't spend any more than 200 pound on a TV. Now, we don't give them Netflix or anything. You know, um, I don't know whether that's a, a deal killer or not, but you know, Netflix is 6.95, I think, a month. So we just pay 200 pounds and we get our televisions from Sainsbury's or Asda or Tesco. Anything that is on offer at the time, we'll go for. Now, we're not gonna go for a huge 54 inch thing or whatever, it's just gonna go for a good quality 200 pound telly and we don't really need anything more than that. Works really well for us. Um, Ian saying bedroom furniture, what does it include? Okay, good question. So that for us includes a metal frame bed. Now we use metal frame bags because they're durable, you can put things underneath them, and they last forever, yeah? Divan beds kind of break, and once they break, you know when you get a divan bed, sometimes they've got drawers in them, once they break, they break and they start to get tatty, so you have to replace them. So we have a metal frame bed, this is a double, a double orthopedic mattress, good quality mattress. We have a bedside table, a double wardrobe, and a desk and chair, and that's it. And a chest of drawers, sorry. Yes, so all of the above, and we get that for about um, 490 pounds per room. But you can lease furniture now, folks. You, know, you don't have to go out and buy it. Lots of these companies, so we've got Let Us Furnish, who sponsor our events. And we've got, uh, sorry, not Let Us Furnish. Um, <laughs> Let Us Furnish, who do some of our HMOs. Um, they do lease options now on furniture. And we've got Fusion Furniture that do sponsor our events. And they do options to um, buy over a period of time or you can rent it as well. So if cash is tight, you can go out and you can just rent the furniture from them. Um, if it's a rent to rent, really great way of, um, of furnishing your properties as well. So we're looking at a TV stand then at 50 pounds. And we're looking at dressing. So when we say dressing, dressing the house. So soft furnishings, cushions, pictures, mirrors, um, that kind of thing. We're looking at 50 pounds or thereabouts um, per room. So this is for your bedroom. So about 50 pound a set. Now we don't give the tenants the duvet set. We keep them because we're always developing. We're always doing stuff. So what we do is we take that and we use it in the next property. If they want to buy it, 
um, then okay, we'll can, we can negotiate with them. But we're looking at about £50 per room for soft furnishing, ready for the photographs. This is when we're staging, ready for the photographs. And then we move on to the kitchen. So fridges. Um, a couple of comments in the group this week about should you go for the big American style fridges. Um, you could do, but the thing is, if it breaks, then you've got no backup. So what we like to do is provide two fridges for every house. And the fridges are, um, we give everyone a shelf, dead simple. I mean, we label the shelf number so everyone has their own shelf and it's not all a big mishmash. Now, I think very often, sometimes, people will just sort of pile it in anyway once the house becomes um, more of a home to them. But in the, in the initial period, we give them a shelf each and a freezer space each. Now, um, I would say getting two white stand-up fridge freezers they're about £300 each. Make sure you get a guarantee with them because if one breaks then you've got a backup on the other. Now we're lucky where we are because we've got a company called Thompson's and Thompson's are um, a second catalogue company. So people that send their things back with dents in, they buy them, they sell them cheap. So we pay about £150 a fridge, which is great for us. So if you've got somewhere like that, all good. And then we've got in the kitchen microwave. So we pay about £70 for a combi microwave, a good one. Don't be tempted to go and buy, you know, Asda's own value ones for like £10-15 because they won't last. What happens, folks, is the bottoms generally rust and, they, and it falls out, literally falls out. They will last you six months in a HMO. Thing is with HMOs, you've got to kind of have um, you've, you know, you've got to have industry grade stuff really. So we pay about £70 to £100 for a good quality microwave combi. Um, you know, not a mid-range one, a good quality one that's going to last for you. Bins. So have two bins in the kitchen, one for recycling, one for general waste. And you know what? Bins aren't cheap um, and they break really quickly. So again, don't be tempted to go to Home Bargains uh, or to, you know, a local store that sells really cheap products because bins are expensive. Just buy the expensive bins. We pay about £60 a bin but they last, you know, they're not flimsy, the tops don't break, and they're there for probably a couple of years. So don't be tempted to go cheap, folks, you know, because it's a false economy, it really is. Tumble dryer. Um, so, okay, we'll talk about washing machine first. So washing machine and tumble dryer. So it's a great idea to have both. Sometimes you're not able to. Now, I don't like washing machine combi tumble dryers. They don't work. And what it generally means is as well that the washing machine is tied up for twice as long and then the other tenants can't use it. So where possible, try and make space for a tumble dryer. Try and make space for either a vented tumble dryer or one that you've, you know, the condenser ones that you've got the pull out tray. Doesn't matter as long as you've got one. It's a great idea. Now, I think the days of people charging for tumble dryers have kind of gone now. What do you think? I don't know. Are people still doing that? We've never done that. But I know five, six, seven years ago, people were putting in prepaid meters we kind of just add it to the rent, you know, because we have uh, we have a, an all-inclusive model. That's what we want to emulate, the all-inclusive model. We want to make it easier for our tenants to be able to budget their money. So we just add another £5 a month onto the bill, and then that will cover for your tumble drying costs, hopefully. So washing machine, about £250. Again, a good quality washing machine. Make sure you get one with a warranty. And a tumble dryer, we pay about £200. It's probably on the higher level for a tumble dryer because there's not much to them really. Um, but something that's not too complicated for the tenant to use. Um, and I mean that respectfully. So a tumble dryer really just with a twist dial and something they can just press start because then it's, it's less hassle for them. It's not going to be too difficult for them to be able to operate. So £200 for a tumble dryer. And then we've got um, cooking items. So your pots, your pans, your woks, 
all of this um, kind of thing. So all of this you need to provide on a new setup. And again, don't go cheap. Now I made the mistake going back years, um, years ago of going to Tesco and buying the Tesco value pots and pans. It's like 9.99 for four pans. And I was like, yes, result, get in. And but they rust, you know, within about two weeks, all of the Teflons come off because it's crap and they rust, it's gone. Um, so you've got to go and buy some more. So what I would suggest is, you know, the, the solid molded stainless steel pots, you can get them from Tesco's or you can go to one of your local cook shops um, and buy them from there. Or um, what's the, the big the, um, home bargain, not home bargains, what's it called? Home base, those kind of things. And uh, Dunelm, Dunelm Mill, they sell them there and they're bloody good quality. You know, they literally last forever. So pay a little bit more and you know, with the knowledge that you're not going to have to replace them every six months. And that's the same with a wok. Get a really good quality wok. You know, you might spend £30 on a wok, but it's going to last you forever. It's a good quality wok. It's going to stay there forever. And then things like, um, you know, your kitchen utensils, knives and forks, um, spatulas and fish slices and palette knives, all those kind of things you'd expect to have in your own kitchen. And we also provide ironing boards and irons. So we don't spend a lot on ironing boards, um, but irons, again, we always have two. So we have two ironing boards, two irons. The irons um, we pay probably about 25 pounds each for. So mid-range irons are okay. Um, they do last a lot longer than the kitchenware. And two ironing boards as well, so that the tenants can, you know, because sometimes I'll take them in their room and you won't see them again. Um, and then we get to the central heating. So, you know, back to the big stuff now. So. Don't shoot me again on these prices. These are prices that we pay. So central heating, now this is for, and includes a Worcester Bosch Combi boiler, all of the pipework, all of the radiators, and all of the flush through, and everything you'd expect to get your central heating system working. Now, we can pay anything from 5,000 pounds up to £7,000 maybe more for a full central heating system depending on the spec, depending on the radiators, depending on the boiler. There are so many ifs and whats but if you budget between five and seven grand I think you would be around about where you need to be. If you need a mega flow system, so if you need a pressured system, so if you've got properties with lots of showers You've got properties with lots of en-suites, um, then you'll need a Megaflow pressured system. So, um, you know, what, uh, what do they look like? You know, the big tanks, and it fills with water, and it heats, and it pressurizes it, and it pushes it out. Uh, they're big. So first of all, you need to consider whether you've got room to put one of the tanks. If you have, we're looking at about £1,500 to buy the, the tank, the cylinder, and probably about three grand to fit it into the system. So that can be quite expensive. Um, if you've got a non-pressured system, because you've only got one bathroom, a boiler installation with a combi, a Worcester Bosch boiler. This isn't LMPG prices, by the way. You might get it cheaper from LMPG. We're looking at about two and a half thousand plus that fitted, thereabouts to fit um, a good quality Worcester Bosch boiler. Um, you can get cheaper boilers, folks. You know, you can get ideal boilers. You might get them for 750 quid. Um, you might get that for a thousand pound fitted. It depends. But we go for Worcester boilers because they're good quality. Um, and please note here, a combi boiler should only be efficient, really, to power probably two showers maximum. Okay. Um, otherwise, you're, you're, you're going to lose the pressure. You're going to lose the water. 
So I hope you found that useful, folks. What do you think? Are you paying prices similar to that where you are? Um, that's a really deep dive into the breakdown of what we're doing at the moment. Now, it is area specific. It is what we are paying. It is current because we're developing right now. Um, I know that perhaps people in London are paying a bit more, and it's going to be dependent on how busy your, your building team are and, and how available they are as well at the same time. So give me some feedback. Let me have a look at some of the comments here. So... Bedroom furniture, what does that include? Uh, I mentioned that. Alex is saying carpet is always a debate. I prefer to put in good quality carpet and replace when needed. Makes a big difference from a landlord's carpet. And um, I agree. And it's a whole carpet versus hard flooring debate as well. It's going to be subjective. You know, there are no right or wrongs with anything that you do as long as you're happy with it. I think preferably for longevity, I prefer hard flooring, obviously in the kitchen, hard flooring in the communal areas. Hard flooring in the hallway. Um, I prefer carpets in the bedrooms because it's cosy and the stairs and landing. And then, of course, some nice laminate or good quality laminate in the bathroom. That's just out of preference. But if you do put carpet down, expect for it to get stained. Expect for you to either have to replace it or to clean it regularly on a regular basis. Um, what do you guys think? Um, let me know. We're going to do a little bit of Q&A now if you've got time for a Q&A. Um, and the next thing about builders, folks, is you know, make sure that you give yourself plenty of time. Make sure you give yourself um, enough time to factor what they're currently doing. And if it's dependent on your project moving forwards, if you're on bridging, you've got to make sure that you lock them down to a date. Because if you don't and it goes over, which means you might go over your bridging, which means then you're you know, either going to have to rebridge or you're going to have to bridge out, or you're going to have to pay a penalty fee. So make sure that you've got that covered. Andrew, hi. Andrew's saying, do you fit en-suites in every room? Oh, the en-suite debate. Great question, Andrew. <laughs> yes, where well, we can, and we still do that. Now, you do have to factor, and we talk about this a lot now, what is the possibility of en-suites becoming singly banded? You know, I think there is a really big threat there right now. Um, certain areas are doing it, and, you know, it is old news, but it is something that we do need to consider. So the only way around that I can see at the moment is by not fitting on suites and just having communal uh, bathrooms. But I kind of still, we are still doing on suites at the moment. We don't have single banding where we are, but we do factor it in. And what we do now is we have a clause in our contract. So we have our contracts written for us by our lawyers that we use. Um, so they write them for us directly. And in that contract, we have a clause now that states if in the event of the room becoming singly banded for council tax in the future, it will be the tenant's responsibility to pay it from that point. And when we say from that point, if they backdate it, it's going to be the tenant's responsibility. And then if the tenant chooses not to pay, then it's up to the VOA or the council, sorry, to, to chase the tenant for individual payment. Hope that answers your question, Andrew. There are no rights and wrongs. Um, and I'm not saying what we do is always going to be the right way, but we do it you know, based on what we want to do and based on the experience that we've had. So let me take a quick glass of water, folks. Okay, um, Julie, what make of mattresses do you use? Oh, that's a very good question. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I could make it up for you. I don't know. We get them from our furniture supplier. I think we pay about... It depends. So if we are refurbing a property from scratch, we'll get all the mattresses from the supplier that delivers the furniture, and we pay about £120 a mattress. Not too expensive. But if we're replacing a mattress, then we will have to go to our local supplier, which is probably twice as much, unfortunately, because um, sometimes we do have to replace mattresses um, because we don't charge deposits. So don't know, Julie. Sorry. Uh, hi, Sophie. 
What is your opinion on electric showers to simplify the plumbing and new bathrooms? Okay, good question. I think we like to have a mix, Sophie. So if we've got, let's say for example, we have two bathrooms, and one's running off the combi, then I would really like the other one to be electric because if the combi goes, and sometimes they do, then they can still shower. So I think if you've got a good mix of you know, combi slash electric, then you're gonna future-proof and, and stop any of the problems that you might get moving forwards. Hope that answers that question. That's kind of what we do. If we've got five ensuite rooms, um, again, we'll have a mix. So we'll probably, if we've got a combi, we're, we're only gonna run two of those showers off the combi anyway, and the rest would be electric, unless we've got a pressured system. Then if we've got a pressured system, then we will probably run one electric um, and the rest off the pressured system. Does that answer your question? Hope it does. Cool. Folks, um, I don't know what time we're into. It's been a long feed today. I hope you found that useful. Um, go back and have a watch of this. Make some notes if you think that you, um, you, know, you want to jot those prices down. And um, as I say, they are current. They are what we are paying right now. So hoping that's been useful for you folks. Have a great day. Catch you later.